Welcome to More Than Fine, the podcast dedicated to providing women with the knowledge and tools they need to look and feel amazing. I'm your host, Eloise Lasanto, and each week I'll be covering a variety of health, fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle topics to inspire, motivate, and empower you to become the best version of yourself. Today's episode is all about prioritizing self-care as a busy woman. We'll be discussing the reasons why women struggle to put themselves first and some practical tips to help you start prioritizing your own self-care, as well as discussing why investing in yourself is essential for a healthy and fulfilling life. So let's get to it. From a young age, girls are socialized to prioritize others' needs and emotions over their own. So when we grow up, is it a surprise that so many women find themselves feeling guilty or selfish when they take time for themselves? Uh, Historically, women were made to feel like our only purpose, our only role was to care for the men and the children in our lives. We didn't have the right to vote. We didn't have the right to make decisions about our own lives. You know, for decades, women's needs have been deliberately silenced and denied by sexism and by patriarchy. So is it any wonder that so many of us feel responsible for everyone else's well-being, everyone else's happiness, but we struggle to even identify our own needs, let alone prioritize them? And although, yes, times have changed, I would argue there's still a really long way to go. I'm sure many of us can relate to the feeling that we were raised differently to our brothers or our male relatives. So there was a survey a couple of years ago by YouGov, and the data from that survey shows that in many couples, the cleaning, the cooking, the child rearing is still considered women's work. So even though these days women are much more likely to work full time and have full time jobs, we've still got two out of five of those women. So about 38 percent are taking on all of those child-rearing, cooking, cleaning tasks um, compared with only 9% of men in the same situation. The latest available data shows that employed women spend about two and a half hours daily on housework. For employed men, this figure is about one and a half hours. So while women are definitely more educated and more employed than ever, they're still taking on the housework, the family duties... Um, and the majority of that unpaid labour. And it's not just about chores and childcare. Women are also much more likely to be the ones that care for sick relatives or for elderly family members. So it's clear that societal expectations and pressures can really make it difficult for women to prioritise their own well-being. And even when they do try to prioritise their own needs, the fact that women are juggling multiple roles and so many responsibilities, such as, you know, work, caregiving, household duties, this all makes it really challenging for them to find the time and the resources to be able to prioritise their own well-being. Not only this, but some women may fear being judged or criticised for prioritising their own needs because we sold this idea that a woman, and especially a mother, should always put herself last. So I want to talk about why self-care is not selfish. Have you ever heard someone say you can't pour from an empty cup or put your own oxygen mask on before helping others? 
I'll be honest, I've used these phrases myself in the past to try and encourage clients to prioritize their self-care. But over time, what I've come to realize is that this perspective is actually really problematic and, and downright harmful. Why? Well, because it reinforces the idea that the main or the only reason that women can feel okay for putting their self-care first is because it will ultimately allow them to care better for others. So it's this idea that the only justification for looking after yourself is so that you can be useful to other people in your life. Like, that's harmful. It's so important for us to really know and remember that self-care is not selfish. You are worthy of care, full stop. Not just so that you can better look after others. You are worthy of your own care in its own right. So yes, looking after yourself may mean that you show up better in your relationships. It may mean that you have more capacity to help other people that are important to you. It may make you a better mother, a better partner, a better sister or friend. But that's not the main reason to do it. That's really not the point. You don't have to justify looking after yourself by reference to your utility to other people. Self-care and prioritizing your needs has so many wonderful effects for your life. As well as these, you know, improving your relationship, it can improve your physical and mental health and well-being. It can increase your productivity improve your satisfaction with your work life and just ultimately help you find a sense of meaning of purpose of happiness on the flip side when we neglect our self-care it often leads to burnout and can really negatively impact our physical and mental health okay so how can you shift your mindset towards accepting that you are worthy of care Well, it's actually a bit of a a virtuous cycle because by making it a priority to take care of yourself, you send yourself the message that you are truly worthy of care, of, of love, of respect. So the most important thing to do is just start. Self care is a practice, it's not something you do once, it's something you have to consciously choose to do again and again each day in lots of small, different ways until you reinforce that neural pathway and it starts to become an automatic habit. So I've got three practical tips that you can implement straight away to help you learn to take better care of yourself. So incorporating self-care into your daily routine doesn't have to be complicated or time-consuming. My first tip is to start practicing self-check-ins. The issue is that many of us are not even aware of how we are feeling or what our needs may be. We've spent so much of our life ignoring them, uh, silencing our own desires, that we've forgotten how to really tune in to our own feelings, to our own present moment experience. So these check-ins are a way of practicing mindfulness and of really learning to tune into ourselves. Uh, Mindfulness just involves paying attention to the present moment without any judgment or commentary or criticism. So by practicing mindfulness, you can reduce stress, improve your mood, and just increase your overall sense of well-being. So start by setting an alarm on your phone, set it to go off three times during the day, and when the alarm rings, stop what you're doing, take a few deep breaths and ask yourself, how am I doing? How am I feeling? What are my needs? And this might feel difficult at first, but keep going. 
like any skill, the more often you practice, the better you'll get. I've actually recorded a short three-minute check-in guided meditation, which you can use to help you with this practice. And I'm going to provide it for download for free. So I'll link to that in the show notes. Okay, on to tip two, which is about making time for what you love. So the first step here is to just really identify those activities that bring you joy and make you feel good. It could be as simple as taking a few minutes to stretch in the morning, maybe um, going for a walk during your lunch break, or taking a nice relaxing bath if you're lucky enough to have a bath. I wish I did. It could be a hobby, like a hobby or an activity that you enjoy. So maybe playing sport or going to the cinema. It, the activity itself is not important. It can be anything that feels right for you. All that matters is that you pick something that you really love to do or that makes you feel happy or relaxed. And then the second part of this tip is that you need to schedule in time to do those things. And I mean physically write them in your diary, put them in your calendar, block out time, however you manage your time, whatever works for you, but you have to make a plan to do these things and as much as possible stick to it. Even if that means saying no to something else, make your own pleasure, happiness and self-care a priority in your life. Which brings us quite nicely on to tip three, which is to set boundaries. Setting boundaries and especially saying no is a really important aspect of self-care. Many of us feel so guilty when we prioritize our own needs and set boundaries. But if setting boundaries makes you feel guilty, that's actually even more of a sign that you need to reassess your boundaries and start taking better care of yourself. I'll be honest, releasing that lingering guilt, that shame around self-care and learning to stop sacrificing your own well-being to make other people happy or to avoid conflict, it's a whole life's work. It's not going to magically happen overnight and there's no shame in getting help with this either. It might be something that you need some help with. It might not necessarily be something that you can completely do on your own. So if you want to consider maybe working with a therapist, I think that's a really great avenue to take and I've personally have found found therapy to be so useful but I also really enjoy things like journaling um, and maybe you want to journal about your feelings around this topic or journal to help you manage some of those emotions that come up when you do start trying to set boundaries. Honestly boundaries is such a big topic I could do a whole podcast episode on it and I, I probably will but a good tip to get you started with setting boundaries is just to take a moment to pause. So before agreeing to do anything, take a moment, try and tune in to how your body's feeling and ask yourself, do I really want to do this thing I'm about to agree to? I think that tried and tested old saying of if it's not a fuck yes, it's a no, is a really good guide here. So, you know, we're all busy. We all have a finite amount of time. So by saying no to something you don't really want to do, it frees up time for you to say yes to something that you really do want to do. Okay, so in conclusion, to wrap this episode up, I really think it's time for all of us to start taking a, a conscious decision and making an active choice to prioritize self-care in our lives. Investing in yourself is an investment in your future. And by investing this time and energy in ourselves, we can increase our productivity, 
um, increase our confidence, just increase our overall well-being. But most importantly, you deserve to live a happy and healthy life. You deserve your own love and care, full stop. So when you release the guilt, the shame, the impossible standards you set for yourself, you're finally able to give yourself the respect and compassion you deserve. Start by using the tips in this episode to identify one or two small actions that you can take right now to improve your physical or mental well-being and really commit to making them a habit. I'd love to hear your comments on this topic. If this is something you've struggled with or if you found these tips useful in any way, head over to my Instagram and leave me a comment. Or as always, my DMs are open if you have any questions. Good luck. And remember, self-care isn't selfish. Thanks for listening to More Than Fine, the podcast dedicated to helping women look and feel amazing. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and share it with a friend who could use some inspiration and motivation on their own wellness journey. And if you really enjoyed the show, please leave us a review to help others discover us too. Don't forget to check out our online coaching service, The Be More Method, where we provide personalized workouts, nutrition plans, and lifestyle coaching tailored to help you achieve your health and fitness goals head over to our website at morethanfine.com to learn more and sign up and for even more inspiration and motivation follow us on instagram at morethanfine thanks for listening and we'll see you in the next episode